You do the intro, bro. I'm going to start posting the video so everybody can see your shit-eating grin every time we start talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's on you. Do the, you're the intro guy. All right. You're the not GM. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm two-division GM now, so I'm far superior to him. Twice as good as he is now. Oh, my gosh. I think you actually finished better at Nationals than I ever have, too. We finished the same at Nationals. Oh, I thought you got 12th. No. You're terrible. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I know. I know. Plus, it was single-stack Nationals, so... Most importantly, yeah, mine was carry optics, so it's like the same thing. Most importantly, though, we both finished better than Jason. That is most important for sure. So important. Hey, hey, what was your key? <laughs> what was your key to success? Mine was I didn't run past two targets and forget to shoot them, <laughs> or forget to chamber around at the beginning of the stage. <laughs> hey, but you finished. Uh, you and Wanzik finished the same. Me and Wansik? Yeah. He finished 16th at single stack, Nats. <laughs> yeah, but it's, shut up! <laughs> With a gun to do. <laughs> I'm going to hang up now. <laughs> oh, is somebody getting sad? <laughs> All right, let's start this shit show. That's right. All right, so we decided... Jared bitched and cried. Not Jared, I'm sorry. Jeff bitched and cried, so we, ch- we changed the name. We changed the name. Good deal. Long time, Kevin. I think... I'm sure the new name is equally as stupid. I have no doubt. I don't know. Yeah, so... Yeah, Jared Jared wasn't involved in this process. That's how I knew it was equally as stupid. There were better names, but Jason didn't like them. (laughs) Yeah. They were not better names. So, yeah. I like the good names. All right. So, this new name is better than the one that we have now. One of the last one. It's still not as good as it could be. Um, we just haven't found it. However, we are going to change it to the Hit Factor podcast that was not as stupid as i figured it was going to be and we might even change it to be just be like welcome to the hit factor something like that you know it's like isn't there like a news show or something that's called something factor like the o'reilly factor or something yeah i don't think that's a show anymore yeah i think i think it's off the air i think you got accused of inappropriate Relations or something. Okay. Well. Well. Yeah. And if you don't like the name, I don't care. None of us care no more. We mm-hmm. we just uh, this is a very low quality, low budget, no budget. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is a budget. But there is a budget, but I'm the only one involved. That's right. And we're cool with that. <laughs> we we make. We make Jeff pay for everything, so any extra dollar we spend on sound quality takes food out of his baby's mouth. What what budget are you paying for, Jeff? The uh, just like the subscription to the the host oh, Podbean Podbean host. I don't remember actually. 
It must not be. We'll find out. No, don't worry about it. We don't need to know. We'll find out when we've been up here a year and it comes back around. Okay. <laughs> we can take turns paying for it. Yeah. I have, I have a few. Yeah, we'll we'll probably figure out at that point if we're gonna keep podcasting. That's right. We'll get to it. It'll be like subscriptions five dollars. What the hell? We're done. We quit. <laughs> well, I mean, we got to the point now where when we record a show, we don't do any editing because <laughs> nobody wants to take that on. So we essentially watch what we say. Uh, which in, in some of the earlier ones, Jeff was going through and kind of cutting. I would say I would listen to it and say, "Hey, from from this point to this point, cut that out. We're not doing that anymore. So mm-hmm. don't say anything bad that that you don't want to get aired because we're That's lazy right. and we don't care. Hey, and we, the, we got a we got a complaint. Somebody complained. I've gotten a few of them, and, and we. I mean, I appreciate the feedback. So you know, don't feel bad if you got some feedback. Uh, just keep it to yourself. But. Um, so somebody was like, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, if you have feedback, don't feel bad. Just don't share it. But uh, no, somebody somebody contacted me and was like, hey, the audio, you know, it's a little uneven between all of you. And I asked what they were talking about and they explained it to me. And I was like, well, we don't have any kind of editing software that compresses it or does anything. We just hit record on free on a free service and then upload it. And that's it. So mm-hmm. if somebody wants to. Mm-hmm. maybe offer up some free services and that's one thing but until that point we're going to continue to suck so in in return we will give you an honorable mention ooh how no hell you you do all the editing you can come on the podcast yeah if you do if it's good you do the editing we might even let you talk <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so the new name is the hit factor yeah the hit factors. The hit factor show or the hit factor podcast? Hit or factor. is it just hit factor podcast? Hit factor. Just the just the hit factor. The hit factor? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's lame, I know. It sounds stupid. It's lame, but welcome to the hit factor. Alright, that's where we're gonna start it. Okay. You have to edit it forty we're forty seven minutes in, so <laughs> all right, so Let's talk a little bit about shooting. Mm-hmm. So I'll just go ahead and start since Jason looks completely unprepared, just like when he shoots. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, for, for me, it's the new year. So you know, obviously a lot of matches open around the first, uh, a few of them before. So I was looking earlier today. I've already registered for my First four matches of the year, uh, two of which are already sold out. And I imagine Area 6 is probably close to being sold out. I haven't looked at it lately. Uh, so, registered for my uh, first four matches. And I also started dry firing. So, not not real heavy dry fire. Uh, keeping it pretty light. Just basic draws, reloads, transition stuff. Not working any movement yet. Just getting, getting the hands built back up uh, and just getting comfortable gonna get is kind of the goal right now and just slowly ramping into it rather than trying to jump in you know head first trying to keep the dry fire sessions at like 15 minutes you know trying to do two or three a week nothing real crazy uh i'll probably start i've, I've been thinking about when i'm gonna start live fire training and since i'm shooting area six at the end of march uh, i plan to be live fire training by at least the middle of february 
uh, a little bit, you know, get comfortable, get going. And then I also, once, once I get my first match of the year, which is kind of nice having areas so early, is I'll get kind of a good look where I'm at for the season, and then uh, it'll help me pick kind of what I'm going to work on for the rest of the year or, or what I need to work on the most because I have a good long gap between matches there. Mm. So do you have any any ideas on what you're going to focus on this year already, or are you just kind of waiting until after that first match? Uh, I mean, no, I've got a pretty good idea based on last year uh, of probably what it's going to be. And I, I don't feel like I shoot with uh, with enough aggression. I think uh, more aggressiveness is just what it's going to take to push up the speed. I think, I think uh, that's what it's going to take for me to be just faster, is just shooting more aggressive and get used to it. So that would be my guess on what I will be working on. I also I didn't I didn't like where my gun handling was last year, so I'm gonna stay pretty hard on you know draws and reloads and stuff like that and dry fire. I don't feel like they got enough attention last year. Okay. Cool. I like it. So any uh, any big changes to your training this year? Are you changing anything? Uh yeah. So I I've made I. I set up my match schedule where I have most of the time I have several weeks between majors. Sometimes there's only like three and, and I plan to take basically uh, a week off of, dry, of live fire after the major just to, to get a little rest. And then um, the week of a major, like I, I plan to do most of my practice like three weeks out from the major and the week of the major, you know, a little bit of shooting and confirm zero, but, you know, shoot, shoot two or 300 rounds. That way I'm fresh. Uh, just trying to get better quality of my time spent on training this year. Okay. Have you, are you good? Uh, have you ramped up your beer drinking again? No, <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, I, I had a couple while I was traveling for work because my hotel had two dollar beers and the football mm. games were on. But I mean, I kept it light, like, like I think eight of them one night. Super light, <laughs> super light drinking, lightweight. That, that was only in thirty minutes. You know, that's pretty, pretty even. Pretty <laughs> no, there, hey, there was, there, was two, there was two football games. I mean, it takes a little while, right? And it was very enjoyable seeing the Patriots lose. It was. And you're probably a KC fan, so I am. I'm looking forward to Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, are you gonna how many majors are you gonna shoot this year? Uh I'm trying to keep it at ten. There's uh, another one came back onto the radar where I might end up shooting at that extreme uh open thing they were gonna do in St. George. So that may end up happening. If that does, I'll probably try to cut something else out. So right now kinda of Matches that are potential matches that I would cut out would be uh, Rocky Mountain 300 and Area 8. So just play it by ear right now. Try to keep it at 10, though. Cool. I've, I haven't even shot 10 matches since I've been shooting. I've shot like eight. That's nice. a lot of matches. So you're going to shoot eight more this year? I do want, I would actually like to shoot. I'd like to shoot eight this year. We'll just do it then. My bad. I, that, there you go. Yep, that's what that's what you do. Just do it. Yeah. Cool. All right, Jason. What are you doing differently this year? 
Uh, well, I mean, I'm in the process of, I haven't been doing much the last two or three weeks. I've pretty much taken the last, uh, two or three weeks off. Um, I don't think I've shot, really shot anything. I kind of went out a little bit, tested out, just, just kind of pulled the trigger a little bit, but, um, I haven't been dry firing, haven't been live firing. Um, so, uh, in the process of still deciding on which gun I'm going to shoot, I'm pretty close um, I hope to have made my mind up by next week. Um, so there's that. That's what I'm doing different. Um, but uh, I'm going to start trying to shoot. Actually, I hope to make my mind up this weekend. Um, it's Thursday night. So by Sunday night, I hope to have just make a, made a choice. And then I'm going to start dry firing, pick, pick up dry firing next week. Yeah. With the uh, with the pending gun change coming from you, and obviously you've you've sampled several guns this year, uh, seeing seeing which one you want to use, which there's probably a lot of knowledge gained there. What features matter for you? So, what what do you think are the uh, biggest features or type or things about the gun that are most important to you? I'm going to be honest and straight up level. I've gone um, hearted <laughs> thinking about this. Um, Jeff and I were talking. I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> because, um, man, I think you just pick the gun you like and, and roll with it. Pick a solid gun, pick the one you like the most, and roll with it. Because, yeah, it's nice to have one with a really, really nice trigger, but ah, I shot a Glock. Shot it well. So the nice triggers, Any- you know. Anything has a nice trigger. So exactly, you get and you get used to anything. So pick the one you like the most. I'm at that point right now where I've, I like them all. I've shot several of them, um, and I liked something or a lot about all of them. And I'm just really close. So to, for me, it's just kind of like, uh, I'm just gonna do a little bit more just shooting and this week, and uh, probably just gonna pick the one I think I like the most. I mean, that's really all it boils down to. And pick, I mean, whatever that may be in your mind, whatever makes sense to a person, but just pick a solid gun because that's what you got to end up doing. So, but yeah, I'm going to try to do that. Start dry firing next week. Uh, the weather here, it's, um, you know, it's not too bad. It's not as cold as it is in KC. So we've had a mild winter so far. It looks like we're going to have a, continue to have a mild weather, uh, mild winter. So I'm going to start uh, doing some live firing fairly soon. Um, I haven't, I have signed up for area six. Um, I'm probably gonna have to back out, but uh, other than that, I don't know. I haven't signed up for anything else, but I have a, a list of matches that I want to shoot. So I guess I need to get on the ball with that and start getting ones, getting signed up on the ones that are going to fill up. Some of them already have. So, um, that's pretty much all I'm doing. Uh, I just want to work on everything this year. I know it sounds crazy, but. I don't really know. Maybe transitions. I still want to get like. That's probably when my main focus is going to be is just getting faster and more precise. Um, I'm evaluating on on points that I typically drop. You know, I'm in the 90 to 91 percent uh, range at matches. Um, sometimes you know, at one match may be a little bit better than another match may be worse than 90 90 percent, but 89 to 91 percent and i think that's probably good enough uh i would like to pick that up to 93 but as well but also get faster so but i don't want to definitely don't want to you know 
focus on getting drop uh, getting more A's and and um, at the expense of over aiming. I feel like point. I feel like points is a hard one because a lot of a lot about the match can change that. Like for right. instance, my my state match ha- generally has a lot of like zebra targets, so basically A zone only and a lot of steel. So like if you shot ninety percent of the points there, you probably didn't have a great match. Yeah, it's uh, but on the on the same front, like uh, you get something with a lot of no shoots or something on it. You know, shooting ninety percent of the points is not a bad match if there's a lot of really tight, hard shots and minimal steel and stuff. Right. That's yeah, a great. It's a great point. Yeah, I generally think of it more from the standpoint of a range. I would say uh, ninety-five would be on the high side, and I think anything over ninety, I'm not going to be upset with. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I mean, that's that's really good good point. Um, I just want to get more precise. I mean, I'm, I've been fairly happy uh, over the last several months of I'm not dropping a ton of deltas, very few deltas, um, very few mics. So you know, there's that, and I just want to get better, more precise, and then just pick the speed up. Um, I, I don't. I'm not going to focus on draws and reloads too much, uh, other than just to be uh, proficient with them. Um, so, and uh, I want to get more experience. You know, like I said a minute ago, I've only shot like eight matches. So, you know, my experience, I made a ton of mistakes at uh, nationals just via, you know, just from experience um, mm-hmm. on, on, on on target order or, you know, uh, that stage where Jared was giving me shit about for forgetting a target. There's a couple of reasons why I forgot that target. Um, and then, of course, they're all my fault. <clears throat> uh, I was pissed off from the stage before I got into it with a competitor not really got into it, but I had a disagreement and, um, I was, I was a little mad about that. And, um, anyways, when I went over that next stage, I just, I was like the third shooter up and it was, it wasn't a super tough stage, but when you don't have a lot of experience, it was, it was kind of like very easy to forget a target and I forgot a target. So it's that simple. Mm. Just want to get more experience. Yeah. More matches. It's easy to like make mistakes like that when you get yeah. flustered. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I just couldn't get a game. I couldn't remember my stage plan from the day before uh, when I did a walkthrough, and I couldn't get one going uh, because I was fretting over, oh, dude, you don't have a stage plan, and you're like on the, the shooter on deck. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. One of the guys that was on the squad said, What are you doing here, man? <laughs> and he just told me, and I tried to do it, and I for, but I forgot a target. So, um, <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so yeah. I mean, another thing for me though, is, um, I shoot every stage the same way. I try to go as fast and get as many points as I can. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's wrong, but you know, you hear some people talk about, Oh no, this stage favors points way more than it does speed. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't think of it that way. I just go, this target is this difficult. So I need to be disciplined with my sight picture here. You know what I mean? On this target, I can really just point and pull the trigger twice. I mean, it, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's so close. Or and I'm not saying whatever, but but uh, I so I don't break the stage down based upon this stage is is gonna benefit more more points versus speed. So if if it's a low round count, but there's a lot of space in between, you know, and then there's a lot of hard shots and there's a lot of movement and a lot mm-hmm. of running. Mm-hmm. That drags the hit factor down. I, I don't know if I should be doing that. I, th- I feel like I'm 
probably at the point now where I need to get better at that aspect of the game. So that's probably something else I want to work on. Yeah, I don't know. That's I feel like there's a lot of different ways to look at that. Because, you know, there's a, there's a lot of good shooters that... Where, where, Jared's, Jared's texting Jeremy and talking shit about me. Um, but yeah, there's... There's a lot of good shooters that that talk about that, right? They talk about, oh, right. well, this one. There's a lot of things like this this swinger and this long sprint and these hard shots are going to drag down the hit factor. So I really need to be sure and collect as many points as I can. But like that kind of goes with like slow down and get your hits, right? That's kind of the same uh, thing, right? See, I, I think generally people are probably thinking more along the lines of, you know, how much, like, refinement to the you know, sight picture. If it's a really fast stage, um, you know, you're going to you're gonna push the envelope a little bit more in regards to dropping a few extra Charlies and it's going to hurt. But if it's, like, a three-hit factor stage, like, you definitely want to have good, hard, you know, sight focus and make sure you're shooting good points. I don't think... I, I feel like that's more what people mean. I don't think they, like, literally come up to the stage and be like, okay, this one is all about speed or this one is all about points. It's kind of like, what can I get away with on each individual target to give me the maximum score on this stage? But you should do that every time, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's, that's kind of what I do. I just look at the targets as I see them for the stage, and I go – okay, I'm coming into position on this target and it's a hard target, so I'm definitely going to be disciplined and let the sight or the dot settle, and I'm going to focus on a good trigger pull, right? And I, and I program that into my stage walk. And then I'm like, okay, this next target is close. It's open. You're going to be moving out of position. You're yeah. okay. You know, once you see that that dot or you see the outline or the um, peripheral view of your gun centered, pull the, start pulling the trigger. Um, now, there's people that always talk about, um, I've always heard that uh, on, on the close targets, you don't want to give up any points because everybody's going to get point, the A's on those, right? Yeah. So I do want to, I do a fairly good job at that, but I, that's probably something I want to do a little bit more. On, on the close, easy targets, I, I, I want to really, really get better. Um, I'm doing a decent job now, but I want to, I want to improve on it and make sure I don't give up any points on the easy targets. Yeah. So, so this this kind of reminds me of a conversation that I had with Jeremy. It was like because we talked about uh, match performance and kind of how I shot like the first day of nationals it was like uh, over confirming, you know, trying to be super careful. Mm -hmm. And so when I think of people saying, "Oh yeah, there's this 25 yard target. I really need to make sure I." you know, get a good side picture and a clean trigger press and all that. I just, I just, now. One side think, picture, two trigger pulls. You're good. Yeah. Well, now it's like, I think. No side picture, two trigger pulls. You're good. I think uh, you just shoot it. Like, like you can make the shots. Like why, why does it need special attention? You know, you can make the shot. Just, mm -hmm. just make the shot. Like why, why try to over-confirm it when you already know you can make the shot? So, I don't know. Exactly. I'm going to be thinking about that one different. 
the far targets too, like you're just talking about, like say you have a 25 yard open target. If you sit there to refine that site picture really, and you, and you, 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 you spend a lot of time doing that and, and the likeliness of you still getting Charlie's is there, then you're almost yeah. just okay with accepting Charlie's and getting it done faster. I, I honestly believe on something like a 25 yard target, missing it or hitting it is going to come down to how well you pulled the trigger. It's unlikely that you have an aiming issue on it. It's probably you moving the gun when you pulled the trigger. Yeah. Uh, but so I, I more think of uh, whenever you're talking, you know, about over confirming and stuff. When I say how much I can get away with the target, you know, say it's going to be a pretty low hit factor stage and there's a partial with uh, with a no shoot on it and four inches of A zone showing. Well, if it's a three hit factor stage or real low, you're probably going to be aiming a lot harder to get those alphas there. And because it, it does kind of raise the risk a little bit, but if it's a really fast stage, well, you're probably going to aim a little bit higher and take your two charges yeah. and roll on and save the time. It's just it, it's. I think it's looking at the stage and addressing what is the appropriate amount of risk on everything and, and picking your best plan to shoot it to maximize your score. Okay, so I agree with all that. However, let's say we have a um, a three hit factor stage with all open targets at 7 to 18 yards. So we've got five positions. They're, they're spaced far apart, and in each position you got six shots. I'm just saying let's just it's that math. And they're all open. I think what people say is on each one of those positions, because you have so much non-shooting time, it doesn't benefit you to try to edge out of a position, shoot that last target leaning out of position and drop a Charlie than it would if you stood there, nailed the sight, you know, was disciplined, got both alphas, and then moved. Whereas like on a high hit factor stage, you want to cut that corner. You want to round off that edge of getting out of that position two-tenths of a second faster or, a, you know, a tenth of a second faster. I, I think it's I think it's right back to addressing the appropriate risk for you. Again, the key word is you. I guarantee yeah, the guy winning that stage is probably moving a little bit sooner than everyone else when he's leaving positions. Well, but no, I don't disagree with that, but I, I'm not sure I'm getting my point across. On on targets with a lot of running, and this is the only – again, I'm inexperienced, but to, 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 to shoot the last target, the last two shots on the last target – as you're starting to lean or as you're picking up, yeah, you should probably be doing that, especially if it's an easy target. But if that's going to make you drop a, drop two Charlies, but it's going to take you 0.2 seconds longer to stay there, flat-footed or whatever, and hit two alphas, that's, I think, where they're talking about the points are more important. And I'm mm-hmm. still probably not getting my point across or describing point, it very well. I, see, I think points are always important. Yeah, but there's certain times when you'll give up, like you like you were saying a minute ago. You, you'll you'll accept if I can get out of this position, I'll take a Charlie. If I can get out of it and save three tenths of a second, because like on a seven hit factor stage, a Charlie is only worth what point point two. Yeah, but see, I'm I'm never I'm never uh, approaching it from the standpoint of how much can I give away for the time savings. It's more how much risk is it worth and what's the reward. But like I like as far as like slightly moving on a target as I leave it, I'm not really. That's not something I'm thinking about. Like I'm gonna shoot that. 
however I can. I guess I, I'm not. That's not something I'm really taking a lot of focus in on my stage plan. You know, I'm more concerned with the target I'm coming in on, how I'm going to shoot it, and then, you know, moving, getting in the position correctly. I'm going to leave on whatever I can, or however I can. You're not understanding me. I don't think <laughs> I'm, too smart. I'm too smart for you. Yeah. My, my intelligence, right intelligence surpassed you. Like, I, I'm being sarcastic. I, I, I understand what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying. But I'm wondering if what I'm saying is the next level. Probably not. <laughs> But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, on a seven hit factor, two points, you know, if you drop a Charlie, minor scoring is 0.28. So, anyways, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's something I want to look at and get into, you know. Uh, most of the stuff we shoot, it's all roughly seven hit factor and up, you know. Five is a low hit factor stage for something we'd shoot. So, yeah. I mean, and a lot of times, you know, the matches we shoot are 32 rounds and they're just blazing, you know, and then to make it harder, they put up no shoot. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They put no shoots up. So, Anyways, that's what I'm going to work on. Jeff, mm. what are you going to do? Mm. Uh, I'm changing a lot this year. So to, to start off, I got to say that not every experiment is successful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, at this point, you know, I've been shooting four years, something like that. Yeah, so I'm still trying new stuff. I'm still trying to figure out what works. Last year, uh, 2019, kind of a bust for me, honestly. Uh, I don't feel like I got any better last year. I feel like I got slower last year. Uh, yeah, just, and I went bullets out, which was stupid. And that didn't work. So... You're stupid. <laughs> yeah. So experiments for 2019 uh, failed. 2019 was a bust as far as making improvements or finding some sort of uh, new ground, you know. So 2020, we're changing it all again. We're trying all different stuff. Uh, except for some of my training, I'm going to go back to some of the techniques and things that I worked on in 2018 and 17. Um, it'd be, so 2019, I worked a lot on uh, confirming. I did a lot more like match pace shooting, I guess, in practice. And that was not beneficial for me. I'm not saying it isn't for some people, but for me, it just made me slower, like way slower in matches. Uh, so... I'm going to go back to shooting like a madman in practice. That made me faster. Like I go back and watch videos from 2018. Uh, when I was in 2019, I was watching videos from the year before and I was like, I can't shoot that fast right now. Like that's faster than I can shoot. I, how did I even do that last year? I should be better this year, but I can't shoot that fast right now. And so I need to get back to that. I'm going to start shooting, uh, faster pushing it you know getting used to shooting the gun faster i think is what it came down to i just wasn't used to picking up the sights as fast controlling the gun that going that fast uh, all that so shooting faster in practice is one of the things definitely going to be working on also i haven't really shot steel in practice in like two years so i'm gonna be adding some steel 
I think I did like maybe two practices with steel in the last two years. Uh, I have some steel. I just don't have any stands, so I got to build some stands. But I'm going to be implementing some steel into my practice arrays. Uh, I really would like to do stages, you know, like set up a stage and run it a bunch of different ways, but it's just not, not in the books. I can't carry that much stuff out there. There are no props available to me, so it's just what I can bring to the range. Uh, so yeah, I'll just set up an array and then shoot it a bunch of different orders, basically. That's what I'll be doing. Uh, the other change, here, I got a list here. Oh yeah, bulls forward, changing the mag pouches, all that again. Um, practicing for speed, adding steel. Oh yeah, uh, match performance. So I'm going to visualize less. Uh, I found that in 2019, uh, I kind of went into 2019 with this practice that I was going to visualize and I basically would try to visualize once or twice through the stage every time somebody was shooting. I wouldn't watch anybody shoot. And I'd visualize multiple times while they're shooting. Just like close my eyes and run the stage in my head. Anyway, it ended up inducing a lot of stress somehow. So uh, the last two days of Nationals, I didn't do that. I know it was kind of a weird match to pick to change my visualization strategy, but the first day was bit. so the first day was so bad that I wanted to change. I had to change something. So I visualized less. I basically like got a plan down and then didn't think about it until I was almost up and then I'd do it again. And I shot really good. So I'm gonna be kinda tweaking with that every year. I don't know how that's gonna end up, but I'm gonna be doing that. What do you got? Do, real quick, do you think uh, on uh, regarding that? Do you think that was what helped you shoot better for the next two days, the second two, uh, the last two days of nationals, or was it that you had a bad first day, and you knew that your match performance was kind of going to be subpar or less than optimal, and that took stress off you? No. So you're lying. No, no, it did not take stress off. Like I did not think I was out of the game after the first day. Okay. Because I think it was the super squad guys shot uh, one of the stages that induced a lot of mics. It was the one with like the three poppers. And anyway, so they all came out with about as many mics as I did after the first day. So I wasn't really feeling like I was behind. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't feel like I was out of it after the first day, but I knew I didn't shoot good. So, no. Okay. Anything else? Uh, yeah. Two more things. It's all about you. Let's hear it. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> this is the Jeff's Hit Factor show. It's um, trigger time with Jeff Coffin. <laughs> we'd, right. pro we'd probably have 200,000 followers like instantly if we did that. <laughs> yeah. Probably. For sure. Um. I want to kind of take a – this is kind of trendy sounding, honestly. Uh, I want to you take – You grow your hair out and start wearing a man, man bun? <laughs> mm -hmm. Does it look like Does it look like I can grow my hair out? Uh, I want to take 
like a minimalistic shooting approach this year. So I'm like getting rid of guns and equipment, stuff I don't need. And I'm confining like my shooting life into one corner in my office at the house. So I'm kind of like minimizing and hoping to just be more efficient and concentrated in that approach. I don't know how it's going to go, but we're going to give it a stab. And then the last thing is I want to go train with some people. Hold on. Uh, let's, let's go back. So what's okay. your what's your what's your idea on minimizing your shooting life? Or what is that? Is, so you're going to reduce the amount of stuff or space you take up. But what's what's the yeah. idea there? What's the end goal? Why? To have less clutter. Let just yeah, just less clutter. Are you a pack rat? Is that what it is? I don't think so. I just have way more stuff than I need. Like I've I've settled into a division pretty much, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, it's easy I, though, man, to, to to amass a lot of stuff. But yeah, I know what you mean. Go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to concentrate it all. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, we don't care. Move on. Uh, I'm really trying though. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. It's it like sense. it's it like, like you can be. Huh? Go ahead. Sounds like, sounds like you're just trying to have less stuff to have less stuff, and you don't have a reason for it. And what's the point in making a change if you don't have a reason? Right. Okay. <laughs> so it's like if you have less stuff, right? There's mm-hmm. less stuff to think about. Like I know you don't think. No, I get that totally. It. I get that totally. It's like if you only have two guns, yeah. Then yeah. I don't know. You just you, you can concentrate on it more. I don't know. That's uh, my thinking. Behind yeah. It. I, I I my my house is very much that way. Shooting not so much. The rest of my house is like I don't I don't own crap otherwise. There you go. You understand. Oh no, I I get it. I just don't buy things I don't need. That's good. That's good. And I'm going to get rid of stuff that I don't need. Um, yeah, and the last thing was I want to go train with some people. So, uh, um, do, you, do you have any ideas? Like, um, do you, when you say people, do you mean, like, top shooters that teach or, like... No, I just mean, like, people like you. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go, go train wanna, with some people. You want to come up and practice with me? I think you should. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the point. It's like I don't ever get to practice with people. Nobody shoots here, so that's I want to go train with some people that shoot good. Like what you're what you're saying is you're the best shooter in your town. I'm saying I'm the only person that shoots USPSA in this town. And that means you're the best. <laughs> okay. No, so, I, yeah. I totally get that. I, I wish I had someone else here that was, you know wanted to shoot like I didn't want to, and then we could go out and set up, you know, and then one would shoot while the other one's reloading, and you could kind of bounce ideas off of and get feedback and, and critiques. Yeah, yeah so, so when I first started, uh, I had a buddy that was also into it here in town. He actually got me into shooting. And so that first year, we would practice together and, like, run through arrays and we would set a special time you know so you could shoot at the fastest and push each other and i got super good that first year Mm -hmm. really fast Mm -hmm. 
And I think that, you know, I know there's like newbie gains, you know. Right. So you're going to get better faster when you first start anyway. But I think that had a lot to do with it. Yeah. No, I, I like to do that too. You guys need to come on down. I'm in the I'm in I'm in between you two you two, so y'all come on down here. <clears throat> yeah, I okay. we should we should all get here on a train sometime. So I don't know if either of you have really done that much, but that's something I've had the opportunity several times with uh my, my good friend Joel Park from up in Omaha, uh getting together on the range for a weekend. Um uh, Matt living local, we've practiced together a few times. Um, I practiced with Tim whenever he was around. Um, and then as well as I've got some friends that are, you know, in like the B class level that I've practiced with from time to time. And, and generally there's, if someone's taking it serious, there, there's a lot of value in practice with other people, but I do like practicing by myself sometimes as well. Yeah. You train with so many people. Why aren't you better? Because I'm naturally, I'm very terrible. So I don't have that natural talent that Jeff is known for. <laughs> natural talent. That's but, what uh, we should have called the, po- the podcast, Natural mm-hmm. Talent. The natural. The natural. <laughs> no, I, I, th- I do think, uh, from my experience, you know, it's, it's really easy to like rise to the level of what's in your area. I think that once you're, once you're to the point where it's like, you know, you you and a couple more people are kind of away ahead of everyone else. It's I think it's a lot harder to get better. Like when you're in B class and you've got a local M class guy, yep. I think it's a lot easier to close that gap than it is to get. Is that once you kind of caught up, is it then get like better than the than the local guy just to heat? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's proven in in, in a lot of things that when you have friendly competition, that rivalry, plus just good. Um, structured practice with with where you can critique each other and bounce ideas off uh that's that's always going to be good for you so yeah we should get together yeah i'll be honest it's been been my experience like two people is the ideal number for a practice three too many it's getting it's getting yeah i hear you all right well that's all i had and we're at a good time to stop so Let's pinch it off. Pinch it off. We'll Walk. do it again eventually. Best podcast we've ever the best podcast we've ever done without Jeremy. <laughs> it is. Peace. All right. See y'all. See you.